Yes, I know they don't mean that Springfield, and in an effort to prevent myself from turning the next two reviews into a combined 10 minutes of Simpsons quotes, I'm gonna play my single favorite one and just move on. What up, Marge? Right. So, now that's out of my system, our story begins with Shipwreck and Lady J on a stealth mission, so naturally Shipwreck brings his extremely loud, very contrary parrot along with him on this mission, because why would he not do that? Then this guy stumbles out of the woods and says, It's... Hey, I didn't promise no Monty Python references. Apparently this is the scientist that these two have come to rescue from Cobra captivity. They've been forcing him to create some kind of secret weapon that blows up water or something, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's hardly a new development for this show. Turns out most of the formula for the water bomb thing is at Cobra's primary headquarters, but the rest of it is in this old wizard, I mean scientist, he's clearly a scientist's head. Then he zaps Shipwreck with some kind of mind lightning, like a scientist. So now Shipwreck knows the secret formula too, only he doesn't consciously know it. It can only be accessed via a secret code word that the scientist whispers to Lady J. Presumably this will do what the old man says it will do and not make Shipwreck think he's a chicken, which, as far as I've been told by popular culture, is what every post-hypnotic code word does. Then the Joes are separated from the professor, leaving only the copy of the formula in Shipwreck's brain. Naturally. They escape to a nearby G.I. Joe aircraft carrier where backup is waiting. Here's a gourmet dish for you, I call it fire bet stew! Not one of your better efforts there, Roadblock Buddy. Lady J successfully evacuates their vehicle, but before Shipwreck can get out, the thing is hit and he begins to sink. Polly hovers nearby, screeching, Abandon ship! Abandon ship! Because apparently that idea never occurred to the fucking career sailor. Thankfully, my favorite character, well, my favorite character who isn't the Baroness or Cobra Commander, survives. And he wakes up in a hospital sometime later where they tell him he fell off a roof fixing a satellite dish. And now his lovely wife is waiting for him. Wait, what? Oh, right, I saw this episode of Star Trek. His wife is Mara, that mermaid lady from a few episodes back, and someone, presumably Cobra, pulled that from his mind, just like they pulled Minuet from Commander Riker's mind. Except this episode of G.I. Joe came four years before that episode of Next Generation, so that's a feather in your cap. It's a sailor cap to get things back on topic. Also, Shipwreck has a daughter who is clearly a real human girl and not an anime character brought to terrifying life. And he has gray in his beard, which, again, is exactly like that Star Trek episode. And look, I know I talk about Star Trek a lot in these reviews, partially because I do a podcast where we're reviewing the entire franchise and also, incidentally, we're very nearly finished with that monumental task. But seriously, the similarities are kind of starting to freak me out here. Anyway, fake Mara narrates the story of what happened after the last thing Shipwreck remembers, which she says was six years ago now. We obviously know that isn't true, but this review is going to come to a complete stop if I don't at least pretend to believe what happens next. So Cobra sank the USS Flag playset. Most of the Joes survived, Mara says, which implies that not all of them did, and that's probably about as close to actual death that you're going to get on this show, so that's kind of cool. Shipwreck lived up to his code name and washed up on a deserted island where he constructed a crude raft and sailed back to civilization. Then he got a medal and did a bunch of heroic stuff, which is somewhat plausible to me because we've definitely seen this guy legitimately be a hero before. Mind you, there's no sass-talking parrot accompanying him as he single-handedly takes down Cobra, so I feel like that should have been his first hint that this story doesn't quite add up? After that, Doc cured Mara of her mermaidism, and then the Joe team completely disbanded. So did she break them up? Was Mara the Yoko of G.I. Joe? I mean, there's tons of evidence that Yoko didn't actually break the Beatles up at all, that they had been moving toward inevitable disaster in the wake of Brian Epstein's death, but I digress. 
a lot. The point is, I guess the G.I. Joe team doesn't exist anymore six years into the future. Again, an extremely suspicious story since she never mentioned that time a pro wrestler joined the team, or that time Cobra Frankensteined itself a new leader because Cobra Commander sucked so bad. And those things only happened like two weeks after the last thing Shipwreck remembers. Mara takes Shipwreck, who's retired, so I guess I should just call him Hector now, home. Then she and their daughter, Althea, hey, it's a better name for a fake kid than Renesme, go shopping with Scarlet, who is also retired. But I'm not going to use her real name because it's stupid, so we'll just keep calling her Scarlet. While they're gone, old Hector has a stroke or something, so an ambulance comes and takes him to a car wash. Well, if you're trying to accurately simulate the world a G.I. Joe lives in, you can't skimp on the weird bullshit like this. The medical team drop him in an operating theater underneath the car wash, where Cobra Commander threatens him with a gun. Oh, but it was all a dream. We can't reveal what's going on this early. This is a two-parter, after all. The rest of the episode is... Well, it's actually genuinely dramatic and a little bit sad. Like, the writing and the voice acting actually sell Shipwreck's frustration at not remembering this life. It's kind of hard to make jokes about it because it's legitimately good. I mean, he has some more goofy dreams and Roadblock literally melts before his eyes and then he's dropped into a back alley where a bunch of his teammates, now not retired apparently, want to kill him and then they also melt and then form into a giant blob that then tries to suffocate him alive. So it's a little goofy. But the episode ends with Shipwreck screaming for his life and sanity and I actually want to see what happens next. Not because I think it'll be wacky or anything, because I'm genuinely interested in his well-being now. What is even happening?